Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Harris Hafiz. Harris has a multiple successful serial entrepreneur. He has built, grown, and exited multiple companies. Um, We're going to get into that in just a minute. He's got his finger in a number of pies right now, including private label brands on Amazon, high-frequency trading in the foreign currency markets, and healthcare, along with a number of other things. Harris, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Seth. Pleasure to be here. Likewise. So let's go back in time a little bit. Um, How did you get your start in entrepreneurship? I know you worked for Corporate America for a little while and then saw the light. I did, yes. <clears throat> so I am first generation. Both my mom and dad immigrated to this country in the early 80s. And, you know, we struggled quite a bit when we were when we were growing up and, you know, paying the bills on a monthly basis and figuring out how to make ends meet was always a challenge. So I figured, you know, let me get a advanced degree in one of the STEM programs and hopefully I'll have a stint at corporate America and um, I'll climb up the ladder and hopefully, you know, not have to deal with the issues that my parents dealt with, but that lasted about a whole year <laughs> because I was laid off um, right before the economic crash of 2008. And then I realized that unfortunately, when you work for someone else, regardless of the size of the company, unfortunately you are not in control And I wanted to be in control of my own destiny and having a passion for technology, I decided to form an LLC and start rendering services that pertain to end user support, um, particularly in the technology field. And then that ultimately, um, you became a preferred partner with Microsoft and Dell and grew to, I believe you were one of the Um, leading managed services providers with clients in New York and New Jersey. Talk a little bit about uh, that journey. Yeah, so that journey journey was certainly challenging. I mean, one of of the main things that that allowed us to be um, successful was our availability. So tech, as I'm sure you can imagine, is something that people depend on 24-7. And at the time, most of our competition was generally working business hours. So my model uh, that I wanted to implement from the get-go was one that made accessibility to our company 
24 seven. So if your server went down at two in the morning, or if you had an issue at five in the morning, if you were a hotel, hospital, X, Y, Z, you know, we, we were accessible. So the, uh, the 24 seven, 365 approach really worked well. And in doing so, we were able to grow and scale across the Northeastern part of the United States. And as a result of that growth, you know, we were able to secure sizable contracts where becoming a preferred partner with Dell and Microsoft allowed us to resell uh, hardware and software. And as a result, our margins for, uh, for the business started growing even bigger. Well, congratulations on that and on the ultimate exit. Um, how did you transition from that to rehabilitation clinics? So, you know, tech evolving as quickly as it, as it does, um, there was a consolidation period that I started seeing probably right around 2012, where most of the, uh, the MSPs, the managed service providers, and the bulk of the, the SMBs, small to mid-sized companies, were starting to gear more towards cloud computing. So as cloud computing became more ubiquitous within it to shrink, and our labor costs started to go up. So knowing that, you know, ultimately I would either have to do a lot more volume uh, to keep up the business where it was or look for alternative streams of revenue, I decided to ultimately exit that company by aligning myself with a strategic partnership where a bigger company acquired uh, our book of business. And I took maybe about call it a six month hiatus. And then I realized that I do not do well sitting home alone, uh, bored because my wife was working um, full-time at the time, at that time. And uh, she was pregnant with her, with her first, I'm a dad of two. So um, when my, when her daughter came along, you know, uh, I spent some time with her in the beginning and, and, and whatnot. And then ultimately I decided that I want to step into an industry where I could be close to home and also be in a sector where I felt the probability of it being recession proof was something that you know would really drive me drive me to the to the finish line and then how did you what did you do for the rehabilitation clinics so i came in initially as a silent partner um, and my objective was just to invest capital in a company that was local to me that was growing very quickly um, and then i found an opportunity where i wanted to implement a lot of the, tech, the 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 processes that made my tech company successful by scaling uh, the business by implementing key processes that automated the the uh, call it the transition from patient to provider. So most healthcare providers and healthcare companies don't utilize a lot of tech. And I wanted to implement technology to streamline processes and make the overall experience for patients better. So by doing so, we were able to very quickly grow and scale. And I had the opportunity to become an equal partner with my partner at the time who was a doctor. And we aligned ourselves with urgent care facilities and other, uh, and other larger groups where we went in and started rendering rehab services to patients that we weren't just sourcing out on our own. That makes a lot of sense. And then you exited that business successfully as well, and then saw the light and decided to get to warmer weather, correct? 
I did, yeah. So we uh, we exited that business in two rounds, one in 2018, where we sold um, the majority ownership uh, to a strategic partner that was private equity backed. Um, they helped uh, inject us with a lot of capital and we grew even more. And then the remaining uh, equity was purchased in 2020. And my contract uh, came to uh, mature in December of 2022. And in knowing that I was going to uh, have a contract that was coming to an end uh, very soon. I wanted to, you know, relocate my family to yes, a warmer state, uh, and also see what other opportunities uh, could lie ahead. And then I, I, I didn't have any intention of moving to Florida full time. Um, we had purchased a home here as a second residence back in 2017, uh, but then when COVID hit and things started shutting down. You know, we we did find uh, some some level of semblance within within Florida and decided to be here full time. Well, congratulations on that. Now you've got your finger in at least three pies I know about now and probably more. How did you get into the high frequency forex trading market? So I love finance. So I like looking at charts and I like analyzing, you know, I, I've, I've done some trading on my own, mostly in, in equities. And um, I met in my building. So I'm, I'm big into cars. And obviously when you meet a car guy, you talk to them. And generally the second question is, oh, what do you do for work? And um, I met somebody that was doing uh, automated, automated high frequency trading, not in equities, but in uh, foreign exchange. Um, and I decided to come in initially as an investor just to learn about it and dabble into it. And then about a year later, um, I decided to become a partner in that platform, uh, which has grown substantially. And through that system, I met a lot of other people that also uh, were initially investors, and then some became partners, some not. But <clears throat> uh, I met many people, one of which uh, is a good friend of mine. And he told me about his journey in the Amazon space and how successful that was. But he didn't have a strong uh, business background and he didn't have a lot of experience in scaling businesses and raising capital and M&A. So, you know, we had several meetings over dinner and lunch and he decided to bring me on as a partner. And I joined forces with him a little over a year ago, brought on some additional um, partners as well that are oversee operations and the creative side of things. And now uh, we have a full-fledged uh, private label Amazon business. Congratulations on that. So... What are, tell us a little bit about the private label Amazon brand. So Amazon, um, as I don't know if your, your listeners know this, but the bulk of the revenue that Amazon generates is from third-party sellers. And you can make up anything, design anything, create anything, and put a label on it and sell it on Amazon. It is a multi-billion dollar opportunity. So um my partner wanted to focus on personal care and beauty products, which are always in demand. And we found great success in selling foot soaks and body soaks, particularly salts. So we, we have a brand called Daily Remedy, uh, along with many others, but that is the, the brand that's on the forefront and it's been around the longest. And that brand does uh, eight figures a year in revenue. So it's a huge, uh, huge brand. Um, and what it does is, it predominantly um, is geared more towards the called 18 to 55 year old demographic. And we sell foot soaks, body soaks, bath salts, electrical uh, foot basins. And um, now we're gonna be launching 
another brand that that, that piggybacks of the the main categories that we're in right now. Um, but they're all variations of salt with with different goals. Some have uh, a fragrance that's geared more towards you know females, another one that's more towards athletes. Um, so that brand we've uh, we found a lot of success in. And you are still involved in the healthcare space, right? I am. Yes. So um, I initially started off uh, consulting for for some other companies. Um, again, because you know, mostly you'll find that doctors um, don't have a tremendous amount of business, you know, business expertise when it comes to raising capital and how to automate things and whatnot. So I decided to uh, partner with one group in particular. Um, they, when I started with them, were just based out of uh, New Jersey. And now, you know, that I'm a, I'm a partner and we've, we've joined forces, uh, we're scaling really nationwide. So we have opportunities that we're looking at in California, some in Oregon, some in Florida. Um, tomorrow, we're actually going out to Maryland. So yeah, my, my goal is to be the uh, preeminent rehabilitation provider uh, within largely the elder care space. So if you think about assisted living facilities, adult daycares, 55 plus communities, you know, we want to go in and basically render the, the main ther therapeutic services that often the, uh, the that demographic, uh, that, 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 that demographic needs. And um, it's very low overhead. You know, we, in essence, operate as a mobile unit. So uh, that's, that's working well. And we're also exploring strategic joint ventures in different states because you know one of the other challenges in healthcare is generating revenue on day one especially if you're not credentialed with um if you're not credentialed with the insurance carriers and the states that you're going in so through uh strategic acquisitions or jvs we are also expanding a footprint across other states you're in at least three different businesses that i know of how do you juggle it all i mean you're also married with young kids I am. You know what? I'm I'm 38, so I have a lot of uh, got a lot of years ahead of me. I have a lot of energy. You know, I work out five to six times a week. I eat clean. I drink plenty of water, so I do my best to uh, stay in tip-top shape. Um, but you know, separate of that, it's it's all about talent. It's about talent, and it's about giving back to key employees. And I, for one, am a firm believer in that I would rather own 30% of a watermelon than 100% of a grape. Um, that that's a line that I use very frequently. It's a great and, analogy. Yeah, and I and I have I have no problem giving up, you know, a lot of equity to people that I know are gonna work their tails off. So it's it's about forming strategic partnerships. It's about having a team that believes in the mission that you're serving. And it's also about leading by example. You know, you know, I, I make it a point. Um, where I'm coming in meetings with my staff five minutes before, staying five minutes later. I want them to know that I'm deep in the trenches with them and that I'm intimately involved in what they're doing day in and day out and that I care. So that's uh, that's one way. And, you know, obviously technology plays a, a vital role. So we use um, we use apps that many people know where <laughs> all, all the messages and everything that we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis is, is automated. Now... What have been some of the challenges you've had to overcome? And more importantly, what did you learn from them? Well, one of the challenges I would say is, you know, when you are exiting a company, it's important that who you exit with is aligned in, in your goal, right? So usually 
entrepreneurs, they, they look at, well, I'm making a million dollars in profit. Somebody's coming in and giving me five X. So I'll have $5 million on day one. But most of the time, and I'm, you know, very involved in the M&A space because I just like to know what's going on. Most of the time, these deals are funded with debt and they lock in the key people into fairly long-term contracts. In my experience, it was five years. And um, they'll structure a lot of earnouts in place also. But then what you don't realize is that when you lose control, you also lose the ability to scale and grow, right? Because now you got to go through the corporate process because most of the time, actually not most of the, every single time, a private equity backed company comes in and or a private equity group itself comes in, their main objective is to maximize their investment in you. And for them, it's not about who, oftentimes it, it, it's very black and white. So I would say just be cognizant of who specifically you're partnering with because um, they can help you in many ways, and but they can also either stagnate your growth or maybe even, you know, unfortunately stunt your growth. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing now? Creating opportunity. So, you know, being, um, being an entrepreneur that employs many people in the various businesses that I'm in, it's very rewarding for me to hear that, you know, somebody got married um, and they're buying a house or somebody was able to get engaged and buy the diamond ring for their fiance that they wanted, or, um, you know, giving back to communities as well. You know, one of the things that I like to do within the, and, and uh, you know, we found success, I think largely because of this, you know, if we go in an elder care community, adult daycare, assisted living or XYZ, we're not just going in as a rehab provider, right? We want to go in and want to add value. So I'll host a lunch on a monthly basis. We'll do a raffle giveaway. We'll do other things that incentivize, you know, the patrons that are going to the facility to want to come there because they have other vendors that are there that are adding value, not only to that facility, but also to their life. That makes a lot of sense. Well, you've achieved an incredible amount of success along the way. We greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. For our folks who are watching and listening who might want to learn more about all things Harris, uh, where's the best place for us to send them? Um, they can they can uh, send me an email. I, I still kept the email address from my my first my my first tech company. I didn't have a domain at that time, so I used a Gmail address back when uh, they didn't require a phone number and it was just the name and date of birth. So, yeah, email me at turbo t u r b o tech t e c h nerds n e r d s at gmail.com. And I kept that email address um, intentionally because I always want to be reminded of my uh, my beginning. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, thank you for watching and listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. 
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.